0: The episode you're about to listen to is actually an interview from our Before You're Ready Summit, where we interviewed 10 amazing women who started exactly where they were with what they had right now to make their dreams a reality. So if we reference the summit in the interview, that's why. Enjoy. I also just wanted to let you know about a free ebook I've created on how to procrastinate proof your week. It's packed with 7 days worth of productivity tips to ignite imperfect action and kick procrastination to the curb. From supercharging your Monday motivation to making sure you get all your work done on Friday afternoon, we've got every day of the week covered. Head to a agirlinprogress.com slash procrastination or find the link in our show notes to grab yours. Welcome to A Girl in Progress, the self-development podcast for millennial women working on themselves for themselves. We believe it's possible to strive to become the best version of yourself, while also accepting yourself exactly as you are. Whether it's giving you a glimpse into the daily routines of inspiring women or sharing the stories of those who started before they felt ready, this podcast is all about encouraging you to take imperfect action towards your goals and find productivity and success on your own terms. As for me, I'm your host, Emma Norris. I'm a journalist, author, cheese enthusiast, imperfect action coach, and the founder of agirlinprogress.com. Let's get into the episode. Hey Beck. Hey Emma, how are you? Good, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the Before You Ready Summer. I'm super excited to chat to you. Pleasure to be here. So, you are a money management coach. You run your own business, Next Chapter Wealth, um, which is all about helping people step off the financial roller coaster once and for all. Um, but you actually come from a, back, uh, a background as a financial advisor at sort of big corporations. So I'd love to hear a bit about where you've come from and how you've sort of gone from point A to B. <laughs> well, that's a pretty great question. Long story. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, if you had asked me in high school, what I was going to do, there would be no way that I ever thought I'd end up in finance. Like I was terrible at that. (laughs) It was never on my radar. Um, But it actually all started about 10 years ago. So at that time, um, due due to some pretty terrible family circumstances, I was left in a position with next to no money. Um, I had a sick mum and a brother in high school to take care of at the time. Now, there was one day which is how I kind of point to being the sort of the pivotal moment in my career journey. Um, and that's when we needed some food. And so I set out to buy some groceries with what money we had at the time. And on that particular day, all we literally had was a handful of coins. So I set out to the supermarket and I didn't realise the desperation of the situation until I was standing in the middle of a supermarket aisle realising how little it would actually get me. Mm moment I had a complete and utter mental breakdown in the middle of this supermarket aisle. Um, this moment it definitely gives me chills thinking about it, yeah. but it was a burning moment. Very pivotal, yeah. Yeah, set out a complete change in my life. So at that point I knew that I personally needed to do something with my finances. So I sort of dove in with full enthusiasm and I started to learn anything and everything that I could about money. I tried a whole bunch of different things. I trialed them, uh, sorry, I tried them and I failed them. (laughs) So I got up and tried different things again. Um, And I'm a very logical person. So I thought that pure information and facts was going to be the answer. Um, So I studied to become and became a financial advisor working for the biggest bank in Australia, thinking that that was going to give me all of the answers from a personal perspective. gave me a really good understanding of the way that money works. And I was certainly significantly better off, but I just personally wasn't seeing the results that I was after. So then I came stumbling across the world of money mindset and being the practical, logical person that I am. It's something that I'd never really heard of before. And to be honest, I completely initially dismissed thinking it was a load of <laughs> But um, when I did that work in conjunction with finding a way to manage my money well, I really saw results like I'd never seen before. So in the 10 years, I kind of went from not being able to afford groceries to now being able to live life on my terms. And I was so excited about that, that I just wanted to show everyone how to do it. But unfortunately, in my position working as a financial advisor for a bank it wasn't something that i could really do because generally speaking the people that get financial advice they already have a decent amount of money because advice fees are often in the thousands like yeah. they're really clear. so i was speaking to people that were already in a really good position but that's not what i wanted to do and i wasn't helping people in the way that i wanted to And I realized that, well, I was looking for somewhere else to go, but then I realized that there was no one really out out there helping people to be able to get to the point of doing all of these things. And I wanted to help people, you know, take it step by step to really gain control of their money like I did so that they could also live life the way that they wanted to. So hence Next Chapter Wealth Coaching was born. Sorry, that was a long story. No,
0: it's a great story. And I love that it's come from your own personal experience. Like most people, like you kind of touched on who end up in finance. Uh, yeah, I guess they're just, they're good at math. They're good at, they are numbers nerds, which I mean, you might've had a degree of that, but I just love that it's come from that personal experience and knowing what it's like to feel so desperate with money. Like I know it's something that I can definitely relate to. Like it feels like the end of the world when you don't have any money in your account, like money is freedom money you know allows you to buy you know food like yeah so i think it's so great i'm glad you actually you shared that sort of background i feel like yeah it helps give a lot of context to everything um so this is the before you're ready summit so i'd love to ask you is there a time that stands out to you in your career where you sort of dove into something or launched something before you felt ready <laughs> um well definitely starting this business yeah. but to be honest I had made
1: a decision that I wanted to do this a few months before I actually dove in and did. I was terrified because I am the practical person that is trained in sort of that typical finance world. I have this mental checklist of all the things that I thought that I had needed to achieve before I went into business. So things like, oh, you know, I've got to have this amount of money put aside before I can go into business, or I need to have this many years of experience in the industry. So I just had this checklist of all the things that I wanted to do before I went into business. Um, So yeah, there was this idea in my head of the perfect time to do it. Um, But to be honest, back when I was working as a financial advisor at the time, I'd had a few appointments in a row in this corporate job where people they really needed my help and I just couldn't do it in the capacity that I that I wanted to. And then I realized that there was never going to be a perfect time. I knew that being the person that I was, I was always going to add things onto my mental checklist. I knew that even after I tick something off, I'd add something straight back on, just out of fear, so I could put it off a little bit longer. And the longer that I waited the longer that there were people that were going to feel like that and like I had and just walking around feeling completely controlled by their money. And I knew that I just couldn't help them. So it took me realizing that to just discover that I had to banish that idea of finding the perfect time. And I took a leap even before I really believed that I was ready to do it. So I throughout this mental checklist that I had and I just gave my four weeks notice before I could chicken out
0: oh amazing so it was kind of that that want to help people that really gave you that sense of urgency yeah like knowing that they're just going to continue you know being so confused and overwhelmed by money yeah I think sometimes having something like that to push you forward like knowing that there's such a need for it in the market can help a lot yeah and also
1: um I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this. When you're doing something that doesn't align with your values or what's important to you, it doesn't feel right. So yeah. you're never, it's never going to feel just right. You won't feel totally and completely fulfilled. So, yeah, I was absolutely helping people and I was doing an incredible job, but I wasn't celebrating my successes because it just didn't sit right with me. So, um, taking the leap was yeah, the best
0: thing that I've ever done. Amazing. And how do you sort of work with clients? Is it mainly like one-on-one or like group coaching? Like how how does it all work?
1: Yeah. So it's mostly one-on-one. So I work with people in my local area in Bendigo, but also online via Zoom. Um, And yeah, so we just catch up and we have regular sessions with them and work through whatever sort of money things are going on uh, with them at the time.
0: And what are some of the biggest mindset blocks that you see people with um, money? Because, like, as you mentioned, mindset is such a huge part of money once you address that and even deeply rooted things from our childhood and what we learn about money. So, yeah, what are some of the biggest blocks that you see there?
1: Well, definitely the biggest one is, I guess, kind of the theme of today and this summit is like the perfectionism and perhaps putting things off until we think we're ready so there are so many people that, when it comes to their finances, they're waiting for the perfect time to do it. So they tell themselves, "Okay, I'll wait till I get that pay rise, or, or I've new financial
0: that. year." I feel yeah, like that would be one. Yeah, new financial my... year. Yeah. I
1: even, I even hear like a diet. You know, I'll, I'll start on Monday. You're like <laughs> start
0: yesterday.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, the problem is when it comes to money that. When someone's waiting for the perfect time, in the meantime, in the now, they're generally not being proactive and taking steps forward to sort of fix the situation, which means that their finance are kind of staying stagnant or even worse, they are getting worse. They're digging themselves in a bigger hole while they're waiting. And when it comes to your money, time is your best friend, because as you say, you should start yesterday. (laughs) gives you the ability, like time gives you the ability to learn and then to create a plan for your money and actually implement it so that you can reach your goals and sort of, you know, reap the rewards of your effort. So the earlier that you start that, the sooner that you are going to live this amazing life that you're dreaming of. And I often say time is free, but it's absolutely priceless, like priceless. Um, So my theory is that if we know that we only have one life, why wouldn't you want to make the most out of it? And money definitely helps facilitate that. And I guess talking about time and money, the thing about improving your money is that it gives you more of your time back. So it does give you the ability to live life your way when you're ready. So for those that are waiting, why why would you wait to get better with money when you can start right now and get to that point sooner? Is my theory. Probably the next biggest mindset block. Um, it just you know, a, a lot of women have and men too. We, we have underlying beliefs about our money that cause us to self-sabotage without even realizing mm-hmm. it. Um, so all of the different people and the situations around us, they influence our money mindset because. From the moment we are born, we're like sponges. So we're constantly absorbing all of the information around us. And this is obviously fantastic in helping us grow up and learn. But it does also mean that most of us have an unconsciously negative money mindset. So this is because the information that we're actually absorbing throughout our lives about money, it's often not actually information or data or facts we absorb a lot of beliefs about money without even realising it. So we just believe them to be true facts. And when we absorb these beliefs, they go on to form and shape our own beliefs about money, which guides how we behave. So on top of all of the practical stuff, it's really important to be conscious of the way that you think and feel about money so that it doesn't really get in your way of um, achieving goals.
0: Awesome. And say you have a um, client who's... Like in debt, living paycheck to paycheck, just yeah, on the financial roller coaster. What is normally the the first step that you'll give them? Um, I don't expect you to give away all your secrets. Yes. But is it starting a budget? Is it starting with the mindset stuff? Is it looking at their current finances?
1: Um, I, no, I'm happy to tell you everything. <laughs> um, getting better with money, and I guess improving your relationship with money. It feels hard. Because it feels like such a big task, but it's actually quite easy and it can be fun. So I kind of have a six-step process that I follow, Um, starting with understanding how you think and feel about money and working to upgrade this. So starting with the money mindset stuff and then realizing how your habits and your behaviors with money are just influencing your finances overall, because... People are often surprised how much their money mindset and their personality does impact their finances. Typically, when I work with people on those two things, we start to see really big shifts before we even start with the practical stuff. So um, it's it's really interesting. It's something that, you know, being relatively new to the mindset world, it blows my mind every time I, I see those results. Then it's really all about discovering what you truly want from your life like why is it that you want more money Uh, and then just creating a plan with your money to make it all happen as quickly as possible if someone then follows that up by taking action every single day like taking one small step every single day and surrounding themselves with supportive people and asking for help when they need it uh, they will achieve their goals but if there's someone that's following along and they really just want to get started right now, I would focus on two main things. Firstly, I'd I'd really identify what you want your life to look like and what goals you want to achieve along the way. So that's your point B as such. So do some research and work out what you financially need to make that all happen. So, for example, uh, myself and my husband's, our magic number to achieve all of our goals and live our perfect life forever is $2,110,000 to be (laughs) It's so specific. I love it. I know. Well, I focus on it all of the time. So, let's say I'm not quite there yet. Um, And I know this won't be happening overnight. So, I know how much each of my individual goals are going to cost. And then I just focus on a few of them at a time. Because when we focus on such a big, large number, it just feels scary and too hard and you just want to procrastinate and put it off. And put, yeah, put it in the too hard basket. So always break things down into bite-sized chunks. Then it would be really important to establish where you are right now, so your point A. So generally speaking, I recommend people do this with a budget planner or an income and expense planner to so see where they stand. And then once you've done those two things, you become aware of what your financial gap is. So what the difference is between your point A and your point B. And it becomes really easy to work out the logical steps that you need to take to get from one point to the other.
0: Awesome. And do you work with a lot of business owners and do you find that they have their sort of like unique issues with money, because I feel like even just from my own perspective, like it's just a whole other kettle of fish managing cash flow. Like what are some of the biggest issues you see with like business owners and money?
1: Yes, definitely cash flow is the biggest one because we sort of go from being, you know, having a regular sum of money deposited into our account if we've worked in a and career. And it on yourself. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. spending it on yourself. So all of a sudden money is sporadically coming Sometimes you have no idea when the next amount of money is going to come. Uh, And then, yeah, we we spend it mostly on our business and and kind of forget ourselves. So cash flow is definitely the biggest issue and just knowing how to manage that from a business perspective. But Uh, the most common thing that I see is that uh, a lot of female business owners, they just They put their blinkers on and they just focus on the business, but they forget about themselves and why they're actually doing it in the first place. So they set business goals of the things that they want to achieve, sort of like KPIs as such, for lack of a better word, but then they they sort of push their personal goals to the side. So they forget all of this stuff that they want to do. They forget the holidays. They forget the dream homes. They just focus on, okay, well, I want to get my Instagram followers to this and I want to make this much business revenue, but we forget about the other side of things and The moment we do that we lose our motivation and drive to actually get the money Uh, Which actually causes a lot of female business owners to undercharge significantly Uh, so the moment you bring those goals back into the spotlight, it gives you the drive and the purpose to go okay that 's why i 'm doing this that 's why i 'm working a ridiculous number of hours and you know driving myself crazy with stress because I want to get to this point of being able to do this goal so um, for, for business owners out there just remind yourself why you're actually doing this in the first place
0: yeah it's so true like you're like you stopped working for somewhere else so you could have you know freedom and yeah. flexibility and then but then if you can't spend any money it's like yeah it, it's crazy um yeah. and let's let's talk about building wealth so obviously you know getting your finances under control and saving that's all great but I feel like in order to actually build long-term wealth you kind of have to invest in some some capacity so do you find that I feel like a lot of women in particular have a lot of like hesitation around the area of investing. We think it's like a man's world. And it's all like crazy numbers. <laughs> yeah. So what do you see? What are some of the mindset blocks you see around that? And sort of how do you how do you approach that?
1: Yeah, well, investing for a lot of people feels really scary to begin with, because um, there are a lot of misconception out, misconceptions out there that you do have to be rich to start. Uh, and there's a complex area. And yeah, we think it's a bit of a man's world. I know before I was a financial advisor, I'm so embarrassed to admit this, but I literally thought investors were older gentlemen puffing on cigars.
0: Country club. Like a lot of them of- probably are, but not yeah. anymore.
1: <laughs> so I didn't realize it was actually quite accessible and way simpler than I thought. And you know, the environment around us isn't actually encouraging either because you watch the news, like the finance update, and even that can confuse me sometimes. Like the market's
0: it's, crashed and you're like, oh. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it has right. it? I didn't know that. Um, so uh, investing is so powerful and is really the quickest way that you can get to financial freedom. So, yeah, as I mentioned, my understanding of investing, it used to be that it was for the wealthy to get wealthier. And then it was just out of reach for people like me, like, oh no, a young woman could not possibly invest. Like, what am I thinking? Um, But I discovered over the years and in my own journey to investing that it's for everyone. And you don't need to be wealthy to start. In fact, investing is how you get wealthy. So a lot of people are surprised to learn you can actually even start investing in the share market with as little as $5. And small, regular investments over the long term, as opposed to investing huge chunks here and there, is actually a fantastic investment strategy as well. Um, So the best thing that you can do is just to start, even if it is with $5. And as I mentioned, apart from the misconception that you have to be rich to start investing, another one is that it's hard, and it takes a whole bunch of time and know-how, and you you have to track the markets daily, And I promise you that it is not difficult at all. You can definitely keep it simple. You just need to take a little bit of time to understand how investing works as a whole. And once you do that, you begin to really see how investing is going to give you the ability to reach financial freedom a lot sooner than if you were to just save money in the bank. Um, But there is only one guarantee with investing. It is that doing nothing is doing absolutely nothing for you. I am a big advocate for investing because it does have such power to completely allow us to transform our financial situation. But you can only do that if you actually start. Yeah, if you actually start uh, and time in the market is your best friend when it comes to investing.
0: And do you think um, like using apps like Raise or Stake, like those kind of ones, is that sort of an okay entry point for people if they're absolutely. feeling overwhelmed? Yeah.
1: yeah, absolutely. So Raise, um, I haven't used Steak personally, but Raise is fantastic. So that's what I was talking about with you can start with $5. Oh, yeah. It's a really great way to dip your toes into investing um, without being completely overwhelmed because it gives you... a you know, a small amount of investment options. It educates you on each of them. And it's really visual, which I love. A lot of people like to see uh, what yeah. they're doing. in yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I really like Raise. And it's a great entry point because for a lot of other share platforms where you would buy sort of um, more complex shares, you have to have a minimum of 500 to a thousand to start. And even then with some of the brokerage fees, it can get a little bit exy. So it's a really good place to actually just build up your confidence and your funds. And then eventually you can consider something uh, that you, you know, if you want to graduate from that and move into something else, you can definitely do that. But I still personally use Raise. like I think it's fantastic, even though I do have another share portfolio, I actually park my money in raise while I'm waiting um, for an amount to accumulate that I'll then go and invest in my other share
0: portfolio. Yeah, I'm terrible. I use it basically as a savings account that it's really hard for me to touch because it takes like a week yes. to get in. So, um, But it is nice seeing it. You see it go up and, well, it's obviously better to see it go up. But, yeah, it's nice to see that your money's actually doing something. And oh, absolutely. Yeah, even if it's and a short term, really- you know.
1: It's really great. Like the four savings element of it is fantastic because, you know, if we just transfer our money to a savings account in our bank, it's literally two
0: taps, three seconds yeah. and we've got I have to make yeah. it impossible for myself otherwise. It's yeah. not- my is like, why don't you just put it in like a saving account? I'm like, I will take it. I have no self-control. <laughs> when you get desperate yeah. enough, you know.
1: Yeah, well, no, that's a really great way. And at least your money is doing something while it's there. Also, if there's anyone else that struggles with that, opening up an account with a separate bank not having a card linked to it and transferring the old school way like not yeah instant. I've, I've
0: done that as well yeah i yeah. just have it so you have to actually go to the bank if you want to get it out Yeah, I think that's enough like to put you off doing it out of sight out of mind i feel like it make it absolutely but it's just
1: a delay because often yeah. when we want to tap into our savings it's like we're seeing something in the here and now that we really want yeah. are we going to want it three days later probably makes you think about it definitely yeah
0: and what about um like going to see someone like you a financial advisor do you feel that some people think that they have to be rich to sort of even like have that do they sort of have that mindset of like who am I to go and see a financial advisor and like yeah how do you how do you address that
1: yes um look I I don't have that too often these days because I am more about helping people start the start and working out but I definitely did but yes because a a lot of people feel a lot of judgment when they approach someone to talk about their money because we are conditioned from the moment we are born that it is rude to talk about money and you don't talk about money with anyone and you know money just stays to yourself you don't discuss. you would never discuss your issues with anyone so yeah there's a lot of reluctance in asking for help and people get so embarrassed because we aren't taught about money in school. So the only way we really learn is by the beliefs that we're absorbing the whole way that we're growing up and by how we see our parents act with money. Uh, and we just learn from the environment around us. But we, we don't actually learn about what do I do with my money when it comes in? Like, where should I put it? How do I invest? So a lot of people are embarrassed that they have to ask for help because it's just assumed that, you know, you should have this knowledge, but we're not born knowing what to do with our money. Like, we have to walk, so you have to learn how to um, behave with money as well. Um, so it's just all about having the confidence to say, yeah, hey, I, I know technically what I should be doing with money, but I'd like to do things a little bit better. And because it's shocking me at the moment, the kids now, some of them have no idea of the concept of money, so but, you know, they just think that money is sort of this unlimited source because they take their parents cards, and you know, and when parents say, "Oh, you know, well, no, we can't afford to get that," the kids are like, "But just tap the card." Like they don't actually understand yeah. the of money, and uh, so it's really sad. So there's a few financial education things happening in the background. So hopefully they change that, but it's true. We're really not learning enough about money when we're younger, which is really going on to have big impacts of the way that we behave with our money when we're older.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. And so where can everyone find you? Um, So they can find me
1: on Facebook at Next Chapter Wealth Coaching or on my website at nextchapterwealth.com.au.
0: Awesome. And do you have any particular like, tools or anything in particular that you'd like to direct them towards? Yeah,
1: absolutely. So um, for anyone that's feeling a bit fed up with their finances and they do want to have more money so that they can start doing the things that they want, um, I'd really love to invite you to join me for a three 30-minute uh, mini money mentoring session. So in that session, we'll essentially do what I spoke about before. So we'll work out where you stand right now. Your point A we will get clear on what your life will look like when you have more money, which is your point B. And we will discover the steps that you need to take to get from that point A to point B. So you uh, you walk away with sort of an actionable plan of what you need to do to get there because you really deserve to live Life, however, the hell you want to. Like, everyone deserves that. So, if you do that, um, please book in. It's au forward slash freebies, and you can book in there.
0: Amazing. And we'll put all those links in the um, show notes as well. I think I might have to book in for one of those. That sounds amazing. And I, but oh, I feel I- like, even just from this interview, like, thank you so much for sharing all your knowledge and wisdom. I feel like I've learned a lot and feel very inspired. So, I'm sure everyone listening at home will feel the same. Thank you so much for having me. I've had a ball. Me too. Thanks for listening to the Girl in Progress podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure you hit subscribe and leave us a review. You can also check us out over on agirlinprogress.com, the online destination for women working on themselves for themselves. Or get social with us on Instagram at underscore girlinprogress. Can't wait to see you there.